0: Welcome to Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You, and trust me, there's a lot of it.
1: I'm Kathy. And I'm Meredith. And we're experts on teens. Yes, that's actually a thing. We've worked as college admission officers, prep school administrators, and have coached and mentored thousands of teens in our lifetimes. When it comes to teens, we've seen it all. Teens can be wild and wonderful all at once, but they can also frustrate the hell out of you. The good news is that we speak teens. So
0: join us every week as we drop knowledge and interview teens and other experts to help you gain valuable insight into your teenager's world. Because parenting is hard AF, but we've got your back.
1: Hi everyone, Uh, welcome to another episode of Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You. So I'm going to kick this to Kathy because Kathy... Has a bone to pick today. She is on one, my friends. So I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I'm on fire today. I'm on fire today. I've been thinking about this topic for the
0: past two weeks. Ever since our social media gal, who I love, who is a former student of mine, showed me the website of a friend of hers who went to Berkeley with her for undergrad, started a company, and she was like, "Oh, you should check out the website because they're creating this product that you might be interested in." And then so I looked up their website. I will not name the company. I'm simply saying, I'm just simply sharing the story because I want to tell you what I, just, I was so upset. Can I
1: Can I interrupt you for one second? What? Um, Because this is a podcast and you can't actually see Kathy, there's actual visible shaking happening. <laughs> I'm so mad. She's <laughs> so fired up.
0: I wish I had the website up right now. I'm not going to read it verbatim, but basically it was like, if they, so let me rewind for a second. So they are <laughs> independent counselors. So they offer College counseling, support, services, advice, counseling, independent of schools, right? So there's they're outside of the school system. And I would like to point out that Meredith and I are also independent counselors. That's
1: true. That's true. We do that. But what kind of independent counselors are we, Meredith? We are independent counselors for the good. <laughs> we steer towards the light. Yes. And uh, are ethical. Yes. We're the and good kind.
0: Experience. Okay. Sorry. That's like super judgy. Yes. I think you're making good points. It's real though. Ethical. Have the background and experience to kind of... Have actually
1: worked in admission offices. Right. And actually worked in high schools. Yep. Thank you. With actual high schoolers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Actually have read a college application and made decisions about thousands of them. Thousands.
1: Thousands (laughs) upon thousands.
0: So anyways, you'll see where this episode is going. So I have a real bone to pick because I'm like looking at this woman's background. I see no educational background that suggests that she has any understanding of adolescent development, mm-hmm. understanding of the college admissions process, understanding of schools, like what it's like to be a teen, like besides that she went to a moder- pretty selective, okay, I'm to say moderately selective, but a pretty selective college, right? And there are so many people out there doing this type of work who their biggest claim to fame or their biggest qualification is the fact that they went to a highly selective school, which... Anyways, don't get me started on that. Let me get back to my point. <laughs> so focus, point, yeah, Focus. I'm, I'm going to focus. Okay. The point is that on her website, there were things that said like, use students who work with us have a 30%, I forget what the number was. It was ridiculous. Like a, a 50%, 70% higher chance of getting into their first choice college. And I'm like, that is some – That is if, some mess. That is some made-up bullshit if I have ever mm-hmm. seen it in my life. Okay, because – and you know, the thing that pisses me off is that because of my algorithm and because I'm working this business, I get a ton of Facebook ads because I'm old and I'm on Facebook. Okay, don't judge me. I- <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have some people are like, what? You're on Facebook? The, yeah, I'm still on Facebook. Okay, whatever. But I get a lot of ads <laughs> because old people get advertised to on Facebook. And it's all of these companies who are like, Do you know what? Do you want to know the secret of getting into your first choice college? Do you know what Ivy League schools are looking for? The secret to getting into an Ivy League success
1: rate for the top 10% ranked schools.
0: Yeah, that kind of BS. Like, come to the biggest bullshit that ever bullshitted. And you know what pisses me off more? That all these people like these ads. Like, people are like, I love this ad. Oh my God, please tell me the secret. Meredith. What do you think I'm going to say next about the secret?
1: Oh, I can only imagine what kind of F-bombs are going to come out. (laughs) Well, let me just ask you, what is the secret, Meredith? To getting into a highly selective college. uh, You have to do well in school. You have to take hard classes. You have to, you know, be engaged. You have to follow a process. You have to write a nice essay. You have to be authentic. (laughs) You have to think about your values and let those drive your decision making. And uh, it's certainly not signing up with somebody and paying tens of thousands of dollars to work with someone who has never spent a day in an admission office. Yeah. And also there are no guarantees in highly selective admission. Is that what you're going to say? With maybe more curse words? Well, I was going to say there
0: is no damn secret because we're about to give it to you and you just gave it. Thank you. Because there is no – There's no guarantee. That was just the secret. The secret is like you have to do all the things. And the company – Now now she's touching me, guys. (laughs) I'm like, okay. we're recording in person today, which is unusual for us. So we're very excited. And I love touching Meredith. Sorry. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get serious that right now. I'm laying in. I don't... <laughs> People don't understand our friendship. Meredith and I used to hold hands when we worked together in admissions. <laughs> we we walked to lunch and we hold hands. hands. Walked to lunch and hold hands. Exactly. Because we love each other. So anyway. Anyway, we digress. The point is... <laughs> You know, like as a, there are so many different outfits out there doing independent counseling. We are one of them to mm-hmm. be fair, yeah, right.
1: Let's full disclosure, full
0: disclosure, we are one of them, but you know, this type of marketing, the problem I have with this type of marketing or this this like fear mongering um it feels like Meredith' was saying earlier, she and I were talking about it before we were recording. It's predatory oh, for sure.
1: It's exploitative.
0: Exploitative. We were struggling with that We word were struggling earlier. with that. We looked it up. It conjugate. It's actually, exploit. <laughs> it's exploitative. And it's just like preying on parents' worst fears and beliefs about the admissions process. And you know what, y'all? It's bullshit. Like, with a capital B. Like, I cannot. It drives me nuts. It drives me so insane that, like, when I started Village, I was like, I am never going to market that way. Like, our services. Of course.
1: Because it's like, I can't even imagine that crossed yeah. your brain.
0: No, I was just like, well, and I didn't want to be an independent counselor. And so many of my friends who do work in either admissions or work in high school college counseling, like, they don't want to be independent, we independent counselors. That.
1: We should talk about why, if you have, if your child goes to a high school where there is a robust college counseling staff, why that college counseling staff may be a little sour on the notion of working with an independent college counselor because Kathy and I have both been that college counselor in high school. And here's the thing, like the reason that they are distrustful and sour about that is because many independent college counselors I'm just going to say it. They suck. They're bad at their job. (laughs) They suck. They don't know what they're doing. And they work at odds that undermine the efforts that those college counselors in the high school are doing. And your kid's college counselor at your child's high school, this is a person y'all better be nice to, honestly, because they are someone who is shepherding your child through the process and even though we work with students in a private capacity that have college counseling in their high school, Kathy and I are always, "What did your college counselor say?" Have always, you it? always, have you made a meeting with your college counselor? We always. are always working to support the college counselor at the school because they have a level of insight into the historical matriculation data from that high school mm-hmm. that we don't have. They have relationships. They have we don't relationships have. we don't have. They understand the school dynamics in a way we will never understand. So we are always. And I think appropriately deferential to, you know, what a in-school college counselor is going to say, you know, it doesn't hurt that a lot of these people are also our friends. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> there's, also, there's also that. There's also but, that. Yeah. but I have been, okay, when I have had so many situations when I was still working as a college counselor in schools where... You know, I'd be working with a kid on their essay. we get it to a really nice place. They'd go off, maybe come back from the summer. They'd set, they'd show me their essay just to, hey, Meredith, can you give us a final once-over? Sure. And I look at it, I'm like, who the hell is this? What, oh, like, what middle-aged woman what? wrote this essay? <laughs> I was like, never in your life have <laughs> you used this word, let alone even read this word. I'm pretty sure you don't know. I was like, pop quiz, what's this word mean? Right? I mean, the level of manipulation mm. and... It gets even worse than that. I've had I've had to call parents and say, I am deeply concerned about what this college counselor is doing because it just, it started to veer into the unethical. Um, it started to veer into like, you know, students over, over disclosing very personal information in their college essays. And it wasn't relevant to their narrative. It wasn't really relevant to their story. I'm like, and I would ask them like, uh, what happened here? And they'd be like, oh, well, so-and-so told me that like, this is the way that, you know, this is what X school, this is what Middlebury wants. This is what Wesleyan wants. This is what, I was like, Newsflash! News flash. (laughs) Now you're getting me fired up. I Good. (laughs) I like it. I like it when you get fired up with me. I'm happy. Uh, Yeah. No person who works in the admission office at Wesleyan or Middlebury or fill in any other number of, of, of schools. And you can go back and listen to our episode with Jamalette from Stanford. And I think a lot of what she said confirms this. They're never going to say, Oh, we want you to, you know, expose your deepest and darkest secrets, you know, or we want you to write about something that's not you. And guess what? If you've been working in an admission office longer than like, I don't know, three hours, you can tell in a hot second when a kid has no idea what they're saying, they don't believe what they're talking about. And they're applying for all the wrong reasons or because someone like pushed them.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Take a breath, Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) you got to do my cardio. I know. See, you could see how worked up we are about this because it is such an issue. It's not cool. The the issue is not even like culturally I find it to be a problem, right? Like I think our culture around college admissions is a problem. I mean, the fact that – parents will look at this type of marketing, yeah. right? That's clearly trying to feed on their their worst fears about the process. Yeah. And then react in a positive way to it is very disturbing to me. <laughs> it's it bothers me. Well, like why? It- why? 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 Yes. Say what you're going to say, Meredith. I, uh, why? Because I think you're going the same direction. That yeah. I'm going. I mean,
1: I think the why is because sometimes when it comes to their own children, parents lose their mind. I'm sorry, everybody, but you know it's true. It's <laughs> not always the most objective. You're not always the most objective. And you're, you're genuinely worried. You're genuinely concerned. So I think we should talk about Kathy because, you know, since we're the good kind, since we <laughs> since we use our powers for good, I think we should talk about like when or if it ever does make sense to think about hiring an independent college counselor. And then if you are going to, if you are even thinking about that, like what should you actually be looking for? Absolutely. And, you know,
0: before we get into that, I think those are important points to cover. The one thing I want to say too, is like when you think about the culture around college admissions, like why does this frenzy Mm. exist? Right. Because, I talked to a parent recently who was like, and this is going to be another episode of ours, but I talked to a parent recently who was like, I've had to stop going on walks with my parent friends, Mm, my mom friends, because every single conversation that we have is about, oh, well, you know, in order to get into X school, you know, you have to do this. And have you done this? Oh, you haven't? Because we did that last summer. And I heard that you have to do that in order. And that is, again, so gross. It's so, and it's the biggest load of bullshit ever. It's Such
1: bullshit. I
0: just had a call with a uh, one of our parents who was like, "Well, my cousin, her kids go to these very prestigious schools," and she told me this is the recipe. And I'm like, I'm touching Meredith again. (laughs) I have to lean on her for support. (laughs) I'm gonna choke. I get to lean on her for support because I'm just like, and all I see in these parents is anxiety. Like, all I see is just worry, worry, worry that, oh my God, I am totally effing this up and I am not doing the right things for my child. I'm not doing everything I can to support their success. And college is the end-all- be-all right like we put so much stock into that and the second we can like flip the script and actually just be like you know what my my kid is worth investing in and they are going to make their lives amazing not the college yes right like let's flip the script and that's what I think we try to do at village like right. we invest in kids so that they can have the best lives that they have that they can have right not the yes. not the process we don't invest in the process we're not like trying to game a
1: system right like yeah, and much like you would never tell your child that, like, they like, like say they were, like, thinking about dating or, or in some kind of romantic dynamic, I like to compare a lot of college counseling to Me too. It just works so well. I know. I do too. I'm, like, getting so excited, I'm, like, knocking equipment over. <laughs> um, You know, much like you would say that there's, you know, any number of people who could make you happy or any number of people who whom you could be friends with, there are any number of colleges where a student can thrive and grow and develop and learn more about themselves and their interests and you know, think critically about their future professional path, the idea that some proper noun in of itself is going to somehow magically transform your child is such nonsense. It's,
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, parents, It's, it's nonsense. It's nonsense.
1: What, like this, the degree to which your child will be successful, which is a word that we should, you know, I use reluctantly because that can be such a loaded word. But by that, I mean, they're like an independent, good human who can like, you know, feed themselves at 22 (laughs) and like (laughs) refill a prescription, that is going to be dependent upon what they put into that college. And that college could be a community college. That college could be a four-year school. It could be one that you and all your friends have heard of. And it could be one that you and your friends have never heard of. It used to drive me crazy when I would, you know, help students craft lists and I would get an email or a phone call from a parent and they say, well, I've never heard of this college. And I would say, I mean, if it was someone I had a good relationship with, I was I would be like, okay, let's take out a piece of paper and I want you to write down literally every single college you could possibly think of. And most people peter out around 20, 30. Mm-hmm. And there's so many wonderful options. And that's, I would say that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Getting to 30. That's not bad. And we're counting the UCs as one, friends. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. That's cheating. <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I think the culture, like- it takes some real courage not to buy into the frenzy. And honestly, like if Kathy and I believe that somehow, you know, buying into that bullshit would actually serve your child holistically, we would tell you. But not only will it not do that, it'll also like potentially injure your child. And when I hear exactly. people talk about – Yeah, it's not – it's also not exactly. a neutral impact. It's Exactly. A, it's a
0: negative impact. That's why we're so heated up about this because we actually really <gasps> love kids. Let me take over for a second. But, you know, I think that we're so passionate about it and get so worked up about it because we see the harm that it does to children, to young people, and their sense of self, their mental health, their long-term life outcomes. Like, it's not good for your kid, to believe this stuff, right? And if you're feeding into it, right, you're part of the problem. I'm sorry. If you're listening to this right now and being like, oh, shit, that's me. Well, you know, take a look in the mirror because the culture, if the culture won't shift, if we don't all accept our roles in Yeah, uh, shifting, the ways we're complicit. Right, right, exactly. And I just feel like the whole industry needs a a redo because the amount of, like, I just got an email the other day, like, Villanova University is offering a counselor certification, like, a college counseling Mm -hmm. certification program, and I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. (gasps) Because they want to make money. Because
1: it's business. And don't you
0: go, if you're listening and you're being like, I'm going to look up and see how I can be a college. I've (laughs) had a lot of that. But just, like, I don't feel like it's, I don't like, I know Berkeley has, I know we have friends who teach in that program, like, I just don't like it, Meredith. I don't like it. I couldn't tell.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was confused. I was confused about your position.
0: But do you feel that way? Like, is that unfair of me to not like these college counseling certification programs? Like, because it democratizes. Here is what
1: I would say. I would zoom out. So much, and I would compare it to other industries, right? Most other industries, you know, I have a counseling degree and there's like, there are state regulations for, for licensure if you want to pursue licensure. Same with things like becoming a lawyer or any kind of professional, you know, becoming a doctor. There are certain codified ethics, responsibilities, expectations of your work independent college counseling while I do believe there have been more earnest efforts to mm-hmm. to impose more regulation right. it is that is in a very young stage there's yeah. not it is the wild wild west for, a, mm-hmm. for 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 in many cases there's no statewide regulations so to your question about do i take issue with these programs um it depends on the program it depends on the person you know because i know the quality of like say like the uc program you know, that's decent. And do I think that if you, I mean, now this is a bias. We might get some feedback about this. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say it. None of you know what I look like. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, our picture's up. (laughs) I think having worked in an admission office is really, really important. It's not that I think you can't become a good college counselor if you haven't worked in an admission office. I just think it's a lot harder and that hill is a lot steeper to climb. Like, to actually be exposed to (laughs) tens of thousands Of different kinds of applications, to have read that many essays, to have had to make really difficult decisions about in committee, about, you know, particularly when you work for selective institutions where those conversations can be very hard, you have to make tough decisions about really amazing, awesome kids. About really, that gives Mm -hmm. you a type of insight into the arc of the process that is unique and I think a point of distinction and hard to replicate. Not impossible, but hard. Yep. And yep. I would say, unfortunately, most folks who – many folks who do this – tell you what, I think a good rule of thumb is, like, the folks who do this that are really good at it, they're not – you're never going to see those kinds of ads. Yeah. You're never – like, the, the people – They're ethical. Because we, we have a lot of friends who do who, this type of, who, who now do independent, independent, college, independent college counseling. Yep. They started an admission. They worked in high schools. And now they do it. You're never going to see that stuff. Never. Never. They're, they're part of the professional organization's – so that like it's called the
0: yeah i was just gonna say the national association of college admission counseling or counselors
1: that has a code of ethics that if you're a part of that organization you agree to abide by um there's other types of professional organizations that you know so these are the kinds of things that distinguish i think can distinguish like you know the good from the bad
0: yeah i mean like let's just say it like it is right and you know maybe is that not what
1: we've been doing yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Good point. Good point. I mean, I'm sure this episode some people are going to throw some shade, but that's all right. I'm here for it. I'm here for it because I'm ready to throw down about this. I know you this. are. I'm ready to throw down about this and I actually want us to do an episode. I want it not to do an episode. I want us to do a um a session okay. at the national conference about this stuff.
1: Okay. Let's like, do it. I just
0: want to I just want to bring it out there to the profession and be like, "Look, people, stop it. Knock it off. It's bad for kids. It's bad for families." It's good for your business, but that is really selfish and effed up, and I want you to stop.
1: Well, can I say something about this? Because I, you know, when I left schools, um, and Kathy knows this, but you all don't necessarily know this, I left schools without um, really a plan. I uh, had, and I hadn't been doing college counseling. I had been a dean of students and a director of diversity, equity, inclusion for many years before leaving school. So my my role as a formal director, co-director of college counseling had been a few years ago. And I was like, I'm probably I would never normally consider doing independent college counseling Mm -hmm. unless it was what I do now with Village, which is that, you know, most of uh, many of the how would I say it? College counseling comes up in my conversations with juniors and seniors, but it is. Embedded in a holistic, more generative conversation about values and goals and where you want to go, and we sort of began to talk about college as a, as one of several vehicles to help you get there, mm-hmm. right? But it's not the it's not the focus. It's not the end goal. The end goal right. is like becoming a good adult in the world. That that's not our end goal. You know, my mm-hmm. end goal is not to get like, help a kid get into you know wherever. Yeah. And that's usually a red flag for me. If I get a call from a
0: family who's their first question to me is, so can you show me your matriculation list and how many kids you've gotten into Ivy League schools in the last five years that I'm kind of like, well, yes, we can show you a matriculation list. I'm happy to share that with you. And also, we're probably not the right fit for you because our approach is really about developing Your child? Your
1: child, yeah. Yeah,
0: and it's not about the process. The process just happens to be one of the things that we can help support and manage, right? Yeah. And so let's transition. This is a good time to transition over, like, why would you actually – why might you need Mm.
1: a college counselor? I do think there are some instances where looking into a private college counselor can make sense. I don't think that's true in all cases. I certainly think one of the worst reasons to do it is because your friends' kids are doing it. I think that's a really – Shitty reason. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had to say it, but oh well. <laughs> if if that's the depth of your reason, uh, we probably need to like do a little more inquiry. So uh, here are some here are some thoughts. Uh, many of the students, many of my clients, attend very large public high schools where California, if for those of you who don't know, is one of the worst states in the nation for counselor to student ratio. So they often, so this is not the fault of the school or the school district. It's just, frankly, a fault of state funding, that there are very few counselors for students. And there are guidance counselors, and they have a certain type of role often in the school. In many cases, that doesn't necessarily include college counseling. And so often in those settings, there's like a one, maybe two people in a college and career kind of office. And they often are just very overwhelmed. They are still good resources. They still have insight and access to information that's school specific that's important to your child. But for things like support around essay writing or list building, your child may not be able to get the kind of support they need just due to the volume of kids attend their school. So that's Mm -hmm. one reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have worked with some families when I was working. I have actually, when I was working in high schools, I've often not often, every once in a while I would suggest a family also hire an independent college counselor. And in those cases, it was because for whatever reason, the college process was becoming very contentious at home. Right. And they needed a different level of support. Like your, your high school college counselor is not going to work with you on a Sunday or um, help, you know, at nine o'clock at night. And Kathy and I also don't do that by the way, but um, we also like business hours, but sometimes they just needed more support. This sometimes, you know, I was blended families where there was maybe like a family going through a contentious divorce or, um, it was just very stressful on the child. And my, whenever I recommended that it wasn't because I thought that's what the parents wanted. It was because I was noticing the way that the process was starting to negatively impact the child's emotional stability or well-being, and wanted Mm -hmm. to really tend to that differently. So those would be, Those are my two primary kind of examples of where I think it can it can make sense. What would you add to that, Kathy? Yeah, I would say,
0: you know, totally agree with you. And I I think that like, let's be real about village. Like yes, we work with plenty of kids who go to large public schools, but we have we work with kids who go to small private schools who very well resourced and have they have tiny, you know, the college counselors have small counseling loads. And like, why would we, why do we work with those kids? And, you know, my answer to that is for a lot of those kids, we are actually, we're doing a combination of life coaching and college coaching. Like we are doing a little bit more than just the, like, let's get you through the college process piece. Like we're trying to help. The logistics. Yeah. We're helping with that. And we're also like uh, serving as a mentor for those kids in a lot of cases. And, you know, we get to know the kids really, really, really well. Not that their college counselor can't get at their school, can, doesn't get to know them really, really, really well, but it's still like the next level of, it's like another level of support in that, you know, we work with very few students. And also I think for those parents, for the parents that we work with, like the peace of mind of knowing that there's somebody else in their corner, in their kid's corner, right? Who's able to bring up suggestions or um conversations that they're having a hard time having at home like like you said even even when it doesn't get to the point of like it's really damaging the yeah. relationship but even just like for a lot of parents they're just like I don't I I like my relationship with my teen right now and it's I don't want this college process which is so fraught and especially at these like very rigorous independent schools I don't want this process to mess up our relationship and I don't want to be the policeman right like I don't want to be double-checking, nagging, micromanaging. And I think for them, you know, for parents, it adds a layer of peace of mind. And then I think for the kids, right, they can hear some harder feedback from us as their coaches and mentors than they might be able to accept from their parents. And the college counselor, like, we have a mutual friend, you and I, who is a college counselor at one of these schools. We
1: have like 900 <laughs> have, of that's those. That's <laughs> true.
0: But I'm talking about a specific okay. one who's okay. like, when I started Village, he was like, well... Like, why would a kid need you? <laughs> he was very like, well, you know, yeah. why would you? Why? Why do yeah. you even work with kids at independent schools? Yeah, right. Because there is an anti-independent fair, counselor fair sentiment, question. right? And I was just like, I think we provide a lot le- of level of like support that you can't even get to at the end independent school level. Yeah, right. Um, especially if you have a kid who like is really going to struggle with writing. I think that's another piece that we do a lot of even more than i did i was just talking to b who was who used to coach for village and she's like i love it when kids work with independent counselors sorry b if you're listening i'm i'm calling you out <laughs> but <laughs> she's <Standard> like <laughs> yeah she's like i love it when kids work with independent counselors because then they get especially good ones she's like i yeah. want them to work with good ones when they're working with good ones and they bring me an essay and it's like almost done i'm like this is
1: great <laughs> Thanks so much. And conversely, if you're working with a bad one in your college, you show that to your college counselor. and Now, all of a sudden, you've just added like 10 more hours of work to their plate. That yep. is pretty, I ugh, that's the worst. Yeah, yeah. And I also think it's, it's to me, it's not, it's not really the depth of the support, though. I think that that can be distinct. It's the type of support. And I think this has to be emphasized that I do college counseling now, but that is one spoke on a larger coaching wheel. Yeah. For my juniors and seniors. So the college process does provide a lovely sort of opportunity for students to introspect and think about who they are and what they care about and who they want to become. And we use that in our coaching, right? So I use that to help students think more holistically about their identity construction. And these are the kinds of conversations that we're having. And we're also having conversations just the other day, like I completely jettisoned the whole college counseling conversation I was planning to have with my student because they were having like a really horrible day and you know we had to have a very different kind of conversation that was much more of a mentoring conversation Mm -hmm. um and so I also think it's the type of support Mm -hmm. looks different and that's Mm -hmm. kind of the only way I could do college counseling Mm -hmm. honestly if it was just if it was just like hey Meredith show up help a kid build a list talk about summer activities proof essays if it was just that which I you know we're pretty good at. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, boring. we wouldn't like it. We
0: like teenagers. We want to get to know them. We want to help them. We want to help them grow as human beings. Like,
1: and so, too, by the way, do college counselors yes, in, in high school. Absolutely. I, I, I want to make that very abundantly clear. But I,
0: but I couldn't do what I do at Village for yeah. every single kid I had on my Because you want, had at load 40, at my
1: like 40 and 40? I or? had
0: about, yeah, I had between 35 to 40. 40 on yeah. my list for each grade yeah and i couldn't do the level of coaching that i do for village for all 35 to 40 of those kids yeah. i mean yeah for each grade right? be very
1: hard because right now we have right. i have just for context friends i have i think 15 clients you and only 15. like maybe five are in the college process mm-hmm. the rest are other things yep um so if you're listening to this and if your child goes to an independent school and or at any school uh, and you have any kind of like, you know, capital in that school setting, public or private, uh, give some love to those co- counseling offices. Because <laughs> I, I seriously, they know your kid really well. They work really, really hard. Um, yes. You know, the hours that college counselors pull mm-hmm. are pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why many of them leave to do private work. Because yep. those hours are really grueling. Yep. And also your college counselor, just to be clear because this this is, maybe this is a different episode. Your college counselor doesn't get your child into a school. No. N- or not get your child into a school. So that's yep. like back to your predatory advertising. You yep. know, it's like no college counseling company
0: unless uh, unless it's part of the um college admission scandal.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Mm, that college counselor did by being, by, by doing by il- by, by doing illegal. Felons. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Correct. <laughs> right.
1: By breaking the law. Right. That's the only time actually.
0: So <laughs> So
1: let's not do that. No. No. Bad bad bad.
0: So if anybody who's saying I can get your kid in, no. Unless no. they are literally paying a school money to get They're not They are not doing it. Listen, if I created a college counseling, I can also and I know college independent counselors who do this. There's one very famous one in the Bay Area who will who shall remain unnamed who charges an ungodly amount of money for yeah, his price, work. Price gouging. Price gouging and what the and he's not the only one. There's plenty of independent counselors who do this. Their business strategy is to only mm. accept kids mm. who they know.
1: Thank you. are
0: going to be elite. Right, right. So tell, they they tell, tell the
1: people more. What you mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they don't take every kid that comes their way. And the way of their method of filtering is looking at their transcript to see if they are already achieving at an extremely high level, right? Are you already achieving an extremely high level? And are are you, and your, you know, when I look at your profile overall, do I think you have a very good chance of getting into a top 10, 20, 30 school, whatever they want to, wherever they want to draw the line or Ivy League, whatever. And then if they think the answer to that is yes, they will accept your child. And then when your kid gets into that school, they would have probably got into all by themselves. That college counselor takes credit for the fact that kids on their list go to 90% of the kids that they work with go to Ivy League schools. That is such Bullshit, and like I wish parents could see. Like I know we work with intelligent. I mean, there are lots of intelligent humans out there that you would like be able to see through that. I mean, that's that's happening, right? Ugh. And it's happening at a at, at like, <laughs> like. I don't even know what to say about. It. I'm literally <laughs> hanging my head. Like I've heard about like overseas, like in China, where this industry is just like oh, boom. so booming, booming and unethical, like giving guarantees to families, yeah. like. If you sign up with me, I will guarantee that your kid gets into one of their top ten schools, or else I'll give you your money back
1: i had i had when i Ugh. when I left schools i you know and I was spending january twenty twenty one in my pajamas watching television, which was great by the way uh I had one of those companies, an international company that I won't mention primarily works with some domestic students, but a lot of international students reach out to me. And they, i never even replied. They sort of like had like a whole pitch for me. And just the language in the email I received was like, made me nauseous. I was like under, over my dead body, would I do this? So to your point, Kathy. I think we should talk about, I also think we need to put an asterisk next to this entire conversation because I'm listening to this. I'm like, this is a very privileged conversation we're having. Like we're talking about a very privileged Mm -hmm. activity Yep. and we understand that and we know that. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that, you know, Kathy and I also, you know, actively look for other ways to kind of democratize college counseling, Um, you know, because I think that there's, not everyone can afford a private college counselor. Um, Nope. And I just think we need to name that, that we're having that kind of conversation. It's a it's we a, absolutely are. You know. There's no there's no doubt, like and there are we, many <laughs> students who get into wonderful colleges through their own hard work and effort and elbow grease and are able to navigate the process. Yes, um absolutely. We live in rarefied air. We live in rarefied yeah. air. And I just think every so often we need to remind people of that. But yeah, if 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 you are someone who may think an independent college counselor is an appropriate choice. Uh Kathy, what what should people look for? And what what should be the list of what should be the filter for hiring someone?
0: Well, I think, you know, we've covered it, but I'll just I'll just say it. Say it again in a few short bullet points. You should look for prior exp- this is what I look for when I hire a college counselor and we're just hiring a new one. I'm so excited who checks all these boxes, who has worked in a admissions office, preferably a selective admissions office, right? So an admissions officer who's working in a school who's admitting 90% of their class, I that's great. I'm I'm glad that there are schools like that out for kids, but it's it doesn't uh you know, it doesn't always get a different you, kind of process. Yeah, it's a different process, different experience. Preferably has worked in schools with teenagers, with parents who have like the bigger picture of what this process looks like in the life of a child, in the life of a family, in Mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. And belongs to – I am a member of NACAC Mm -hmm. and uh, the National Association. Do they go to the conferences? I would ask that. Do you go to the National Conference every year? Have you ever presented at the National Mm -hmm. Conference? If so, what have you presented on? And I would also say – the last piece is I would listen very carefully to how they are trying to sell their business. Right? Like, what are they? Are they, can you tell that they're trying to prey on your fears? Look out for that. Right? What is their end goal? To get your kid into the most selective college as humanly possible. I would be wary of that message because, I mean, maybe that's what you're looking for. And if you're looking for that, great. Great. That I don't think you should be looking. Meredith and I obviously don't think you should be looking for that, as we've stated multiple times on multiple podcasts. And we wish the culture would shift around that. But I feel like as a society, we need to send out different messages, right? And part of the messaging like, is where you put your money. Like yeah. where where you're where where you spend your dollars where you invest your money you're you're sending out the message like actually something else is more important to me than getting my kid into the most selected college as humanly possible
1: play the long game people play the long, long game. game
0: exactly this is like our message in every single play <laughs> the long game play the long game people play the long game okay so we're gonna wrap up because we've been talking for a long time do you
1: feel like you were able to express your feels
0: I. I, yes, Meredith. And thank you for going on me with the journey because I feel like I got you worked up in there too.
1: You did. It was good. I was having a very mellow start to my Friday. It's Friday when we're recording this. Uh, and that changed. I know, but it's, it was cathartic. <laughs> it was good. It was cathartic because we have a lot of opinions about this stuff. And it and it frustrates me. It frustrates me for the pe- from my friends who work in schools. It frustrates me for families who are getting, like frankly, exploited. It frustrates me for kids who are getting you know battered by the process and i'm glad we're you know putting it out there needs to be put out there in a raw unadulterated way yes let's do this let's do this episode at the national conference next
0: year oh my (laughs) god all right everybody thanks for listening we'll see you next week
1: thanks for listening to another episode of shit your teenagers won't tell you If you like what you're hearing and you have friends with teenagers, please share it with one of them. You can check out this episode and others on our website, wespeakteen.com.
0: And we want to know what you want to know. So if you have questions or hot topics that you want us to cover, email us at hello at wespeakteen.com.